Welcome to the lowdown. For the next two hours, we're going to talk mostly Oilers. The training camp roster is out 6G, 19D, and 32Fs, which sounds bad, but I don't mean it that way. Matthias Ekholm has a hip flexor. We're going to try to timeline it for you. That's going to be comedy. And the season isn't ruined. You just feel that way. Don't worry. Have some lunch. It'll be fine. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, and Radio Player Canada. Also, text or call us one 833-401-1440. That's 1-833-401-1440. Also, Twitter, at Low Tide, with an E, L-O-W-E-T-I-D-E, and at Declan Kruger. Don't ask me to spell it. There's a lot of K's and R's and U's and G's and E's and R's. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuick.com. Our guest today, Bruce Kerlock from the Oilers Nation. He'll join us at 1220 to talk young stars. He was there, a very, very smart guy, great prospect stuff, and we'll talk to him about the guys you're going to see in Bakersfield and maybe some of them in Edmonton this year. Then Bruce McCurdy in the uh, fall of Bruce. Two Bruces today. I don't know if we can handle this. McCurdy from the Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal will pop in at 1 to discuss the latest Oilers news, and there is lots of it. The Ekholm item is the lead story. That's your breaking news. That's your bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. But there are other things. I'm going to begin because I think you need it. I think the Ekholm news may have sent you off a little bit, and I don't want that. I want everybody to enjoy themselves, enjoy your day. So I'm going to read you a quote from Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts. This is Leon Dreisaitl talking about his Oilers team. We want to win so badly, we talk about it over and over again, but our whole organization wants to win. That's the feeling I love the most. Everyone that's around, the feeling that we have is winning. It'll be really, really hard to win next season, but I have all the belief and all the trust in our organization as a whole that we can get it done. And I get the same feeling from everyone in our organization. That's a great feeling to have, and it's the best starting point you can have to start a year. The reason that's important is because they could win the Stanley Cup. And they believe they can win the Stanley Cup. And the organization is, and, and I think Jeff Jackson is a big deal. I said it the day that it happened, and I think it's a big damn deal today and every day. They're going to get an analytics department. I believe that in my heart. They're going to sign college free agents and CHL and Euro free agents. They're going to stock the system with players who can step in and be plug and play. They're going to do that. And at the top end, their roster is loaded. Locked and loaded. And I understand there have been real, real mistakes made with the cap. That said, they've been MacGyvering their way, and I think they've got a hell of a roster. If Connor Brown can play and stay healthy, if Matthias Ekholm can play and stay healthy, and if the goaltending, Jack Campbell and others, and we will talk to Bruce McCurdy about his article on Jack Campbell at 1 o'clock today, this team could win the Stanley Cup. Okay, here's the news. I mentioned the, the, the roster. I'm just really briefly going to go through this because it's a lot of names. But here's what I picked out just from what I expected and then what I saw. All right? Um, first thing is there's one goalie not there, Ryan Fanti. Jason Greger has been reporting for a couple of weeks now that Fanti is banged up. That's a fact. So your six goalies are Skinner, Campbell for the NHL, Olivier Rodrigue, Calvin Pickard for the AHL, and then two junior players, Nathan Day, who was drafted by the team, and Tyler Parks as well, a camp invite. Now, he uh, played with Tulsa, uh, or, I'm sorry, Tucson of the AHL very briefly yesterday, uh, last year, not yesterday, uh, last year, and so he's 21 years old, and he would be the guy recalled if one of Rodrigue uh, or Pickard was injured. So those are your goaltenders. 
And the other guy who is signed in the system with the Fort Wayne Comics, Brett Bro- Brochu, um, I think he might end up being better than some of these guys, but he is not at camp, which is a slight disappointment. As far as the defensemen are concerned, everybody you would expect, and then a couple of guys that are at the very least worth paying attention to during training camp. And the reason is partly because they're gigantic people. Noah Gansky is 6'7", played with Fort Wayne last year. Uh, the ECHL team, and he's 24. I don't know how much he'll play in Bakersfield, but he's a gigantor human. And at the Young Stars, he was re- he was put in the lumber to people. And he got called on some penalties, not on others. We'll talk to Kerlock about him, but he's a good player. Now, as far as the, the forwards are concerned, there's two players I thought would be there, Sloan and Stonehouse, two young players who could be signed. They were obviously reassigned back to their junior team. So once you do that, I do not believe you can sign them. So that was unusual. But the invites, not the PTOs, we know the PTOs, uh, Adam Ernie, Sam Gagne, uh, Sutter as well. We know who they are. But you always want to look at the invite list uh, and see, you know, if there's anybody unusual. Really not. Cam Wright is there. He's played in the AHL in the Oilers organization um, uh, Dino Cambites is one of my favorite players. He 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 really does play the game the way every coach wants him to. Uh, Ethan DeJong, who's a good two way player, don't know enough about him. Want to see him this year? And Terry Linden, who we saw at the the uh, the Young Stars just recently last weekend, and he looked good. But he's he's an older player to invite to camp, twenty six, I believe. So that's the deal. That's what we're looking at. It's not a terribly surprising list, but there are a couple, Sloan and Stonehouse. I I did expect at least one of them to be invited, and as it turns out, neither is. Ken Holland had a media avail. It was quite brief, but it was informative. He did talk about the the injury, and it is a big deal to Ekholm, a hip flexor. Did you look it up, uh, young Declan? How long is a hip flexor recovery for a normal human? So there, there are a couple different timelines depending on the severity of it. It can be as short as one to three weeks, and it can be as long as eight to twelve weeks. So time so, will tell. But but those are the timelines I came up it with. It sounds to me, I think it would be more one to three because there was no mention of missing time in the regular season. I think this is something that now he's an older player. We knew that going in when they made the trade. I still think the trade was more than worthwhile, and it also really points to the fact that they didn't move anybody else. Uh, not that they were going to, but they have seven defensemen. And now they have six based on Ekholm's injury. And that would slide up, I'm going to say, Matthias, no, Marcus Niemelainen. Matthias, Marcus, there's a lot of names out there. Why can't everybody be called Bill or Ken? Um, Holland was asked about Broberg. And he said, we're going to have injuries, obviously. But he was very comfortable playing Broberg left or right or watching Jay Woodcroft play him left or right side. That is interesting and worth mentioning. And keeping in mind is the... Uh, preseason goes along. A uh, couple of other things that I want to get to here before we move away. I know there's a lot of hockey, but this is a big day. You're an Oiler fan. This is an Edmonton radio station, Edmonton Wetaskiwin radio station. So we want to talk about it. Uh, Doug Waite and Charlie Huddy are going to the Oilers Hall of Fame. Two splendid choices. Huddy, because he was the guy who never got the real attention, but was a, they used to call them glue guys. He was vitally important to the Edmonton Oilers because he could he could stay back and play defensively. He could play tough. He got he got hammered a few times, 
He really did, but he was big and strong, and he could get back up again. And he also was really effective in the offensive zone as well. And he won something called the Emory Edge Award, and it was for plus-minus, and his number was ridiculous. And I have to say that I'm pleased to see Charlie Huddy go in. He was undrafted. My understanding, it was good for him because he got a bigger bonus because he was undrafted. If he'd been drafted in the fifth round, he would have received less. And then Doug Waite, I mean, there was a time when the Oilers didn't have a lot. Now, in the late 90s, they did win a couple of rounds in the playoffs. But when Dougie Waite was here, for the most part, he was the star on a team that was challenged offensively. And he was brilliant. He truly was a brilliant hockey player. And I'm glad he's going up. I'm glad he's in the Oilers Hall of Fame. He deserves it, and he's earned it. Anything catch your eye in sports yesterday? Anything that you felt worth mentioning that that you feel as though we should talk about today, young Declan? Is this is this, is this a trap question wherein I'm supposed to have an answer and I you, I, you're I, waiting for me to? to I feel pitch as it? though I, you're asking me to lead the witness. I won't do that. No, I mean you know the biggest story for me, uh, being the NFL fan I am, was the Kareem Hunt signing for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that, but you know it was it was a pretty slow day. I think all things considered, yesterday. Now tell the folks why they signed him. Well, he knows the system. He played. He's played for the team. He played for the team last year. Um, they need a running back now. Jerome Ford would be their guy. Uh, Jerome Why do Ford. they need a running back now? Well, Nick Chubb is out for the season officially. Oh. Out for the season officially mm-hmm. with a knee injury. So the backfield is looking a little bit slim. Listen, Jerome Ford's a good guy. Played very well at Cincinnati, but he's green. He's young to the NFL game. They want someone who has experience in that backfield. And Kareem Hunt, the the, the what people would say the the Browns did to you was chunt you to death with with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It was a one-two punch. Obviously, Kareem Hunt was out. They were going to rely on just Nick Chubb in that backfield. Now they feel they don't have that. They don't have the running asset in the in the game of Jerome Ford and and Pierre Strong, the two backs they have on the depth chart. So Kareem Hunt, he knows the playbook, knows the system. He's coming in and hopefully he can make an impact. I, I just want to say to you that um, I saw what you did when you combined the two names there. That's what people called it, chunt. I'm watching you. They chunted him to death. Paying attention to you. And that's I know G-rated. where you're going. You're trying to push the envelope. Nope. And I don't like it. That one's not TM either. That's just G-rated football talk. I don't know. I, I I will check it out. I'll have our bank of investigators look into it. But you're on notice, Buster. All right. I mean, I'm like I've the been library on, cop on Seinfeld. I've been you're on, out there making the scene. <laughs> I've been on pretty thin ice. I'll, I'll stay there. I'll stay, but I'll scam my well, way you're, around. Well, you're, you're, you're not a big fellow, and you can, you're agile, so I think you on thin ice is okay. East to west, quick. So I have a little trivia for you. My friend Tanya sent this to me. So September 20th, 1998. Can you tell me what happened on that day in history? September 20th, 19... Is, is it sports-related? Yes. September 20th, 1998. It's not an animal, mineral, or a vegetable. Okay, that's a great start. Thanks. Can I have the sport? Baseball was was that the day Ken Griffey became third all time in home runs? No, but that's a great, okay. great guest. Would you like another? Was it the day? Was it the day that Mark McGuire got popped for PEDs? No, okay. another great guest. Though nah, I won't go. I won't try my luck a third okay. time. I'll, I'll just hear it. Roy Halladay made his Major League Baseball debut. Went five innings, eight hits, two earned, gave up a homer, and 
Dave Steve came in to relieve him, which is kind of cool. So there you go. The beginning of a wonderful career. I should have guessed it was a little more Jays related, and I should have guessed it would have been a bit more topical. To Understand, I'm not a Jays fan. Okay, I'm I I I I'm a Vladdy fan, and I the when the Jays won the World Series, I was happy for Jays fans. But you have to understand, secretly, I was mad as hell that the Expos hadn't won yet, and then the the, the strike happened, and they were the supposed lockout. to win that year. Well, and they, they should have won in '94. Holy yep. mackerel! I'm sorry that I swore like that, but my goodness. Will the Ekholm injury end up being long-term this season? We don't know. I, I, the way it was presented, I doubt it. Because Ken Holland, you know, there's, if they have bad news, they'll just give it to you. You know, they're like doctors. So, I mean, they, there's, there's been no hesitation. I don't, th- I don't recall Ken Holland framing an issue that, that was wildly inaccurate. So I think what he said was what he said. Thanks, Low Tide. Um, Another thing another on that thing on that date, Cal Ripken ended his streak. Okay. Brady Stonehouse has the potential to become a famous prospect, having been invited to Hockey Canada summer meetings for the twenty four double IHF World Junior Championships. I don't you know, they can sign them, it doesn't mean they have to. But I guys, I don't think coffee would have been a legend without Huddy. What a pairing. I agree, Gruff. Totally. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful team they had. I enjoyed. Um, uh, you're twenty. I'm trying to do math here. You, the best Oiler team you saw was '06. Yep, by okay. far. And by you far. were ten. Uh, eight or nine? Okay, that year, yeah, eight or nine. Well, the '80s Oilers were like they were just loaded with talent. Yep, just loaded. I've seen the highlights. I've, oh, read, I've read the articles. I've heard the stories. Doctor. I just didn't see it with my own two eyes. Well, and I remember going to those games, and you never, like, I remember the first time I took my wife to an Oiler game, and I was I was raving about Gretzky and raving about it. And you know what she walked away talking about, would not stop talking about? Paul Coffey's skating. Yeah. Now, I always yeah. secretly thought it was because Paul Coffey's a pretty good-looking guy. Gretz but, was pretty good-looking, too. Well, that's what I thought, yeah. but she loved coffee skating. She just was... She also was a figure skater, so maybe that had something to do with oh, it. Oh, that'll do it for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, you can't take a figure skater to a hockey game and not expect them to watch the skating. I yeah. totally get it. I should have taken her to lacrosse. <laughs> then we could have gotten into a conversation about Gretzky. Okay, so we've got a busy day. We have two Bruces. Do you have that ELO song that I requested? I have it. We got it. Are you going to put it where it's where we can hear the line that I want? Which which line are you looking for? Don't bring me down, Bruce. Don't bring me down, Bruce. Uh, we can let it run all the way. Well, I don't think we can do that. Okay, I can I can grab some. Well, it doesn't. I, I, I it, it's an obvious part of the song. Mm. It's in the chorus. It's up I, there uh, two three times. I can get it. I can grab it. Okay, Bruce Kerlock on the way. We're going to talk. He's from Oilers Nation. Brilliant prospect guy. We're going to talk about the young stars and the young players in the auto system that you might see this year. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Nick Cafe now has cold brew beverages and they're smooth. Made with 100% Arabica beans steeped cold and slow for an irresistibly smooth taste. Mick Cafe cold brew beverages for a limited time only at participating McDonald's. <laughs> It's the lowdown. 
on Sports 1440. We have to, for every guest we ever have named Bruce, we have to play that, including next hour. It's too good. It makes my job a lot easier if we just keep that locked and loaded. I would only request more guests. Well, I guess I do the booking some. But so, I mean, I'll just more get Bruce's. more. More Bruce's, exactly. The and Bruce you mentioned Almighty Bruce show. Almighty, yeah. Yeah, the so, Bruce Almighty show. I like it. Uh, before we get to Bruce Kerlock, who inspired that that song, that little musical interlude, Jason Greger reporting that Matthias Ekholm said, it's just maintenance. We have a few extra weeks, so no need to rush it. If the regular season was on now, I'd push through it. So there you go. All that worry you had. Oh, silly you. Okay, we're now joined by a, a man who is well-respected about town. The Kinks wrote a song about it. Bruce Kerlock joins us now from Motors Nation. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing today, Alan? I'm well. So I was I read your stuff, and I was very interested in what you uh, had to say about the young stars, Edmonton Oilers' young stars. So let's start here by asking you who you were most impressed by at the tournament among Oilers prospects. Well, I think it's hard to get past Bo Aiki, right? I mean, 18 years old, really dominated the first couple of games. Thought he looked a little tired in the in the third game and three and four days is, you know, against pro level uh, size bodies and things like that. I guess it, you know, maybe expected, but I, I just he, his composure was um, outstanding. Uh, puck patience. Uh, his four-way skating is is just sublime to watch. I I really think Oiler fans are going to love this pick. Um, he certainly took the cake for me. Um, you know, Xavier Borgo. I'd like to have seen him score a little bit more, um, but I thought he was very slick uh, with you know with the puck. Um, he looks bigger to me. Uh, I, I saw a note that said he worked on that a little bit. He definitely could see it a little bit in his wall work. I'd be anxious to see. He's an interesting one to me because I wonder a little bit about whether his skill translates better. The skills that he's really uh, honed in on, you know, his vision, his offensive puck patience in the in the offensive zone. I wonder if that works a little better with more skilled players uh, than, you know, sometimes he ends up with no disrespect to them, but, you know, he thinks the game so fast. Uh, those, those two are really good for me. I really like both of them. I, I like Bargo. I, I like that kind of a skilled player. He's listed at six foot one eighty five on the Oilers training camp depth chart. But I like, I, I feel like the, the skills that he, I saw him uh, display in Bakersfield uh, really good for checking. He turned over a lot of pucks. He was fantastic on the penalty kill. I wish he were a center, and I know that they have him on right wing because I think as a center, having those tools, he would be really valuable. How much would you need to see him spike offensively during the first half of this year for you to say uh, maybe a recall is possible or probable in the second half? So he averaged what about a half a point a game, I think, last year, and uh, now a great deal of that happened in the second half. I, if if he was tr- if he was trending towards, you know, say three quarters of a point to a point per game, I, I think it's worthwhile. I, I'm not set. I know there's a lot of people who are set on the right side with Raphael Lavoie and maybe someone like uh, Warren Fogle or something like that. I'm not set on that, and maybe they're set on it because of salary cap or, or whatnot. I, I, I'm not as much as, and we can talk about Lavoie, but as as much as you know, everybody wants to to go down that path. I 
I wonder a lot about the skills that Borgo could bring, um, you know, on a third line to start, you know, with some bigger bodies and, and guys that could support him, um, you know, as he's kind of growing into the position. So, you know, something like that, three quarters of a point to a point per game. I, I, I think it's, I think he'd, Hard pressed to see how he isn't uh, a call up at that at that level. Matvey Petrov, I thought, uh, you know, I, I like he turned over some pucks. He was he, he forechecked pretty well at times. I'm sorry, backchecked pretty well at times. Yep. Uh, nice passing, great shot on. Uh, I think it was his first goal, or yeah, first goal. Yep. Uh, yep. There's there's a lot of skill there, but you want to see him do it uh, in the AHL now, right? And and you know, I'm not sure that that and no disrespect, but I don't. I'm not sure Colin Chalk unlocks the offense the way Jay Woodcroft did. So it'll be interesting to see what Matvey Petrov can do. <laughs> see, you and I think too much alike. You saw my thunder. I'm, I'm working on a bit of an article <laughs> around Colin Chuck and, and, you know, just watching that entire, you know, last year. I, you know, to give him credit, to give the coach credit, I actually think he really did unlock something with Raphael Lavoie. I think mm-hmm. we have to give him credit there. Um, but that said, it, 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 it looked like until the second half of the season, there was definitely a little bit of hesitation to work with some of these offensively skilled players. And they are different to work with. Make no bones about it. Fair or unfair, that's the way it goes. Um, for sure with Petrov, I think it, that is going to be to a coach, a player that requires a lot of patience. I agree with you. I saw a lot better. Uh, I saw him a lot better um, without the puck this year um certainly harder on the back check still does some things that's going to drive a coach crazy yes he needs to i i think he is score like i i just i'm not that worried about that his body like he, he has all the offensive skills and then on top of that for a pro you know for a, a rookie pro year he's got a body that can withstand uh, some of those rigors it, yes. it's just really without the puck going back towards his goalie that's going to require a lot of work and and you know i mean the nice thing about that is that's probably where colin chalk really excels uh keep bainbridge uh, you know that's a it's a little different coaching staff down there this year and i'm encouraged about that too so uh, th- that brings me to carter savoy and it, and it dovetails mm-hmm. with with um something that I worried about with Savoy, because he wasn't right. I know that. I like, you know, I know he played 44 yeah. games, but I'd be really interested in knowing how many of those he played, he was ready to play in. Because his even strength goal a share was like around 30%, 12, 4, and 28 against. And when I saw him at the Young Stars, and I understand he's, you know, he's, he's a, he got a year of pro, but he was transporting the puck well. He seemed to be doing a lot of things very well. What do you see in his game? And is there anything that is... Uh, would 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 sort of trip him up or keep him from the NHL? So, yeah, I I think it's him, right? I think I think it's his decision. I think it's his decision on how far he wants to go. To be entirely honest, I, I'm with you. Like I watched him this weekend, and I thought this is a player that can contribute on an NHL team, no question about it. But you know, I, I agree with you. Injuries for sure. I mean, even at the prospect classic last year, that was his first one. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he had, he hurt that same ankle knee later in the season. And he for sure had a concussion in there as well. Um, you know, so it's three pretty material injuries in a year. So I'm with you that we probably didn't see exactly what he is. 
Um, but I think it's him. I think his, his decision on what he does when he doesn't have the puck, especially uh, going back towards his own goalie, um, because he, his, he, first of all, he's, he's a good skater. I, I think he gets a knock on that. I don't really understand that. He yeah. skates well enough. He's, he's got great stick skills. He's a tremendous, uh, there was a, I sent a couple of clips out this weekend of him back checking and, and picking the, you know, transitioning the puck to offense, just using his feet and a stick. And I mean, he's got lots of that in him. He's going to score for sure. So I think it's that part of the game. Um, which is, you know, I get, you know, we all want to beat up on these guys, but you know what, these kids for their whole lives have never really been asked to do that type of thing because, you know, they have such high end skills at the offensive zone. Sometimes it takes time. And with him, you know, little time and big injury, uh, season last year, maybe, I guess, you know, back to your original question, what trips him up? Maybe it's health. Like he got knocked around even this week. Yeah, he did. Good. Yeah. And and he, you know, to be fair, it's not that he engages it, um, which is, you know, you like to see that to some degree that he's willing to play on the interior and play against bigger bodies and not, but he is only, I mean, I'm not, I can't remember what he's listed at, but if, if he's 5'10", I'd be surprised. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, you mentioned about the, the young players and, and learning, uh, you know, the, the other aspects of the game. I remember I talked to John Short years ago and Tom Pody was a rookie and he was he was brilliant, but he was getting booed a lot. And I'm like, how is he lo- so lost without the puck? And John had a great insight. He said, Al, everywhere he's played up until now, if he wanted the puck, he would just go get it. And now he yeah. can't do that. And I think that really is it. I think these these kids are just starting to learn something that lesser players had to learn early on. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And that's why I'm a little less, um, I, I, I think your your comment about Colin Chuck is right, that, that maybe it took him a year to learn. You know, remember, he was really brought in as an assistant coach. You know, Jay Woodcroft and, and Dave Manson were going to be there. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, they're in Edmonton and now he's a head coach and he was an ECHL guy before that. And again, nothing, no disrespect to that, but that's a different level of league. And, you know, maybe it took him a little while to, to get there, but if, if he can kind of understand how to develop the offensive player and then lean on his, what he clearly brings, which is a really strong defensive element uh, to his game, you know, it could work. It could really work. And, and these kids could benefit from it. Bruce Carlock joining us from Oilers Nation on Lowdown with Low Tide Sports 1440. Okay, so you talked a little bit about Raphael Lavoie. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I read Scott Wheeler's stuff before the draft, and I know that he has a great release and he can change angles a little bit, and there's, there's some real high-end skill there. But he wouldn't move his feet for the first year and a half he was in the AHL, in my opinion. Now that's happened. He really spiked a year ago after Christmas. So let's say you're wandering down the hallways at Rogers and uh, Jay Woodcroft calls you into a room and he says, what would you do? What would you do with Lavoie here in camp? And if he breaks camp, where would you like to see him? Uh, third line right wing. I, I don't I don't want to waste him on fourth, fourth line right wing. And that's our kind of think where he's going to end up but I just think that's a this is a player you have to find out if he if I believe his shot is it will beat NHL goalies from distance and that is not an easy skill to have 
in this league. And unfortunately, the way Jay Woodcroft runs his forward lines, that fourth line just does not see very much ice. And the last thing we want to get into is a scenario, much like we got into with Dylan Holloway last year, where, you know, you're playing seven or eight minutes a night and you're better off playing down in the AHL and continuing to, to develop. Lavoie has passed that. I think he's, there isn't anything left for him to prove. So I think you have to start him on third line right wing, which I appreciate is going to cause some heartburn uh, for some other players there. But I just, he, if you look at a, a potential third line right now of say Holloway, McLeod and Fogle, well, there isn't a goal scorer on that line. Of, I mean, maybe you can argue that Holloway might have some of that in him, um, but but a true uh, make something from nothing, beat a goalie from distance. Mm, you know, if you, if you gave me those three plus Lavoie, well, Lavoie is the guy. And so I think you got to see what he looks like on third line right wing. Give him 12 minutes a night, 14 minutes a night, and see what happens. Do you agree with me that if he were on waivers, chances are somebody would pick him up just based on the promise of his offense? I, I think so. I, I, I'd be shocked if he if – he didn't. If he they tried to wave him through, I'd be shocked if he passed through. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder. You know, I saw a little bit of the chatter this summer about that. You know, him taking uh, the qualifying offer and increasing. I, I wondered a little bit if that wasn't an agent and a player saying, "Look, we're either here in Edmonton, um, and if they're so tight to the cap that they need to send us down, we're confident based on you know." conversations that aren't supposed to happen but always happen yes that he's going to get picked up elsewhere i i'd be stunned if he didn't get picked up yeah i agree with that totally i i i have it on good authority that the orders were going to waive brandon davidson in the fall of 2015 uh and they got tipped off that somebody had planned on claiming him and i really believe that that you know teams pull back guys based on worry a lot uh they got to be pretty confident they're going to slide through and i just don't think that's the case with lavois is there anybody, Kerlock, because we want to have you on more often, but we okay. haven't had you on very much. Okay. So is there anybody in the entire system, Russians aside, because I, I, it'll just depress me mm. if you start mentioning the Russians. So is there anybody that we haven't mentioned that you that you really like and we've overlooked here in this conversation? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really like. Maximus Wanner. I really like him. I think that's a player that we should all be keeping our eye on. Um, I, I, I thought he might have a little bit more offense this weekend, just given this was his second crack at this um, tournament. Um, but I wasn't overly disappointed with it. He's a tremendous defenseman. Like, he is. He is yeah. an absolute offense suppressor. And, you know, every time I watched him this weekend, I, I just I just kept thinking about Nick Hague from the, yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. He just looks like him. He plays like him. You know, it, I, I just think this is a really exciting prospect. You know, if I looked at him relative to, say, someone like a Phil Kemp or a Vincent D'Arnais, I just think there's so much more ceiling with this player. Uh, and most of that is on the offensive side of the uh, of the equation. I, I I really like this will be an this will be my favorite follow this year uh, in terms of prospect development. Yeah. If, yeah. Especially if you're not going to let me talk about the Russians. <laughs> we'll do the Russians next time. I got to build up to it. I got to I got to take okay. some Valium or something. Uh, Bruce Kerlock, thank you. Appreciate it. 
You thanks, Al. Have a great day. All right, you too. That's Bruce Kerlock from Oilers Nation. By the way, I, I'm going to tease this. I haven't done a lot of teasing so far, but I'm going to tease this. My friend Bruce McCurdy, who's coming up at 1 o'clock, sent me via DM um, some information about why you hear Bruce in Don't Bring Me Down by ELO. So it, we're just going to wait a heartbeat, and we're coming back, and I will tell you that story, and then we'll share a few uh, rumors, and we'll have a few texts from you as well. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Declan choosing the good tunage today. Did little, you find a good soft spot in the library there, buddy? A little Destiny's Child to get the blood flowing. Nothing wrong with that. I bought that record when I was did out. Did you really? I knew you damn right wow. I did. Love that song. I didn't expect you to be a Destiny's I'm glad I picked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect you to be a Destiny's Child Oh, guy. I love the music. I, I'm, I, I have a broad, broad, broad brush of musical tastes. All right, very quickly before we get to rumors, oh. TLC or Destiny's Child? Oh, I will say Destiny's Child. Okay, yeah. wow, all right. All right. Good for you. Uh, um, uh, you know, now that I'm impressing you, I'm a little hurt you haven't mentioned my brand new shirt. It's very nice. No, it looks great. Yeah. It looks great. Liar. It's plaid for everyone it's who's listening. It's too late for you to make any inroads in that area because we work together for an hour now and nothing. But but counterpoint, in my defense, mm-hmm. we've only worked together for about two weeks now, so how was I supposed to know the shirt was new? It could have just been one that hadn't made an appearance yet. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, right? I enough. like your Trapper's jersey. Very well done, Thank sir. you very much. I Thank watched you. the Trapper. I drank a lot of beer. Yep. Watching the Trappers play, oh, they were. I had a lot of fun at Trappers games. Homer would come over and hug me. It was quite the scene. <laughs> All right, we before we get to rumors, and I have a, a few that you'll want to hear about. I want to pass this along. This is from Bruce McCurdy via VCR Classic Rock and Culture. Jeff Lynn added Bruce to ELO's "Don't Bring Me Down" because there was a little musical unfinished piece there, and it wasn't Bruce; it was Groose. When singing it, there was a gap in the vocals. I just sounded gruse, Lynn told Rolling Stone. It was a word that came to my head. So now we have to assume that Gruse McCurdy will join us at 1 o'clock. Are, are you going to call him that or introduce him as that? I don't know. He's the one who sent me the story so he wouldn't be surprised or anything. And I, the element of surprise is what I usually go with, but... If that's the case, it's almost green lit, but I, I understand what you're saying about the element of surprise. It's not quite as fun this way. No, I mean, he knows. He's, he's already got the inside stuff. All right, so Renaud Lavoie from French version of TSN says, Shane Pinto extension priority for the Senators with training camp opening today. To make room, Ottawa needs to make a trade. It's probable it'll happen sooner or later. That's the goal here. We saw one yesterday. That's from Renaud Lavoie from TVA Sports. BPM Sports, NHL Network, and uh, the New Seekers. Notice how there are some guys who just have like four or five different jobs. And I just wonder, are they really popular? Are they needed by each of them? Or is it just like, you know, sometimes you, you'll get an honorary doctorate from somebody. I mean, do they need that? No, I don't think anyone needs an honorary doctorate, but it sure is nice to have. Well, I guess you can add it to, you know, the, the end of your name, MBBA. Exactly. Yes. Throwing that on the resume. I mean, not bad. Yeah. 
I haven't done a resume in like a hundred years. I really should get on that. <laughs> well, you're a proven commodity. I don't think you need to. Well, I mean, I you don't know that. Your resume is every day from 12 to 2 on Sports 1440. Okay, sure. But, you know, there might come a time. I'm old. There's could come a time where I might have to, you know, call on my sales background, which is a long time in the background. There could be. There could be. I mean, if you're really, if you're this worked up about it, this nervous, I'm not going to stop you from updating your resume. I just, I, I have a, I have a funny feeling so, you're safe and established. You're the, you're the, right there, you are the, you know, you want to guy. You know, the, that guy where you're thinking about jumping off the bridge and there's a guy, you know, you want to. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I didn't really have anything to add. I'm sorry. Matthias Ekholm's hurt. Minor hep flixer. Hep flickers. Hip flexor. Damn it. Words are just playthings to me today. I was doing really good. That's almost three weeks into this show before I was betrayed by myself. But it's it's not that big a deal, apparently. This is Jason Greger saying, quoting Ekholm, saying it's just maintenance. We have a few extra weeks, so no need to rush it. If it was regular season, I'd just push through it. And there are some other injuries around the league. Um... Tucker Pullman will begin the season on LTIR. Josh Norris is not in the lineup or won't be in the lineup. So there's a few things. Brad Marchand named the 27th captain in Boston Bruins history. When I was a kid, it was Johnny Busick who was the captain for a long time. Ducks and Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale, long way away from agreeing on anything. That becomes an issue my thanks to the CBC for the pronunciation as time goes by. Do you expect Connor Brown to be at full health? What are the expectations for him this year from Big John? Big John, I will tell you, you won't like it. What I do is I break it down into how many points a player gets per 82 games. Connor Brown is an NHL veteran, so we have lots of uh, information. Per 82 games, he's averaged 16 goals and 42 points. Now, there's two things. Number one, we don't know if he's going to play 82 games. So if you have it, it's not that impressive. It's just 21 points and eight goals. However, he could be playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So I think if he's healthy enough to play most of the season, 50 points would be his outer marker. If he plays 67 games and gets 20 goals and 27 assists, that's a really good year. And he would be playing on the power play, and he would be playing with Connor McDavid or, and or Leon Dreisaitl. So... That's where I would I would say forty to fifty points in a year that he plays most of the games. You don't need a resume if your future is a greeter at a, a local store. Well, yeah, but I, you know, maybe I could get paid extra. You know, meet low tide at the store. I'd I'd pay for that. You know, I sold some books <laughs> at garage sales today this year this summer. I sold a lot of them. That's true. You are you are a best-selling author, and you're out here talking about updating your resume. Oh, I think I think you, I think you're safe. No, I don't know. I, I I'm going to have to you know cast around and see what levels of interest there were. It's always it's always better to be prepared. Yeah, I give you that. But. Well, I'm I'm just I'm at an age now where where I think that you know it's been it's provable that that somebody with a red pen might circle my number. You know, Declan. Young people like you? I would be the one to do it, probably. Why can't you be a lollygagger and prefer the beach to working? I blame you. I'm sorry. I, I'm young and I'm hungry. What can I say? Well, stop that. 
Move, <laughs> the brass got to feed me. Move back in with your parents and play video games like you're supposed to. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. That sounds that sounds okay. If he plays with them and gets fifty points, that's terrible. You can plug almost anyone in there for league minimum. Well, look, he, they, they they didn't go get Yari Curry. He's a really good player. He's a good two way player. But if you expect him to score 40 goals, you know, everybody saw Zach Hyman do what Zach Hyman did and went, well, that's easy. Zach Hyman is a hell of a player. That's why he got all the monies. Right? I don't think you should expect that. Hepflixer for a hep cat. There you go. Man, I had a hard time with that. That was climbing a mountain. LT, who was Bruce talking about? He gets hurt a lot. I missed the first bit of the last guess from Alex. Um, might have been Carter Savoy. That's what my brain went to when you said that. We were talking exclusively prospects, and I don't recall anybody else being injury prone. TLC were the best. Well, TLC were very good. I, I mean, it's a personal preference thing, right? I mean... No, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to go with my first answer. Do you have a preference? Um, I think as a group, I prefer Destiny's Child, but yeah. one individual song, I, I'll take no scrubs between the both of them. Okay, all right. And you don't, you don't. Do you give any extra value to members of the band who went on to a uh, group that went on to other things, or? I mean, it doesn't provide, provide, like, I mean, obviously what Beyonce did was incredible, but it doesn't provide extra value for what Destiny's Child was at the time. That's all I, fair. I like them. I like them for the discography at that, their certain point in time. And Bootylicious means nothing to you. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty good, but no emotional connection. Mm. Nasty girl, nothing. But no, they're good. Like, you, you, yeah, if you keep listing songs, maybe we'll get to one of them, <laughs> but you know. I don't know. I know that's a long time ago, and and you know, whenever we start down this road, you get into you know other artists and other eras. So, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're debating chocolate bars for twenty minutes. The, I got I got hammered a little bit on Big Turk. I'm glad. Yeah, finally some pushback. I I I thought that would go one way, and it did, but it went a lot harder one way than I, than I thought it was going to. Turkish delight almost feels like a novelty. And yeah, I think a little that's bit. why people like it so yeah, much. That could be it. Um, what about the traveling Wilburys? Since you're on the Jeff Lynn train, better than both TLC and Destiny's Child. I don't know. I mean, I I think they're different. They're different. I love all of them. I think it's okay to love all music. You know, I I, I just do. And I think that country music gets a, a, a Wilburys are sort of country. Uh, gets ripped because there's a lot of novelty songs like 9,999,000 Tears. But there's some really, really good, fantastic lyrics and some great songs in all music. So, you know, choose whichever you prefer. But, I mean, I would take a Destiny's Child CD right now. What kind of, how do you, you you're Spotify boy, aren't you? Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Everybody's Spotify boy now. I actually have Apple Music and Spotify, but I pretty much just use Spotify. But I use Apple for my podcast. What I like about Spotify, and I don't know whether it's an app because I don't use Apple, is that I'll I'll have a list of songs I'm listening to, and then they'll throw in something that I might like. Mm. I like that. Yeah, that is that is, that is a nice feature they have. 
I like Apple for the podcast because it's so like I I'll listen back to the ones here. Obviously, like Carius and Gregor, if I miss them, and oh yeah, just, that's good. Yeah. Just yeah, it's like just easy to find. And so, I don't know, I don't like Spotify's like platform yeah. for yeah. Their, for their podcast. Nice to know you don't listen to the uh, the football fantasy show. I listen right. to, I no, listen you, to that you, you just said you weren't. You were only listening to the other two shows. No, I know. I didn't want to list all three because it felt a little <sighs> bit braggy almost. And Connor, I mean Connor, you know, I mean I, clearly well, I, he doesn't I, want to work with you like he did at the last day. I skip but. through him and I just listen to Brandon. Anytime I hear <laughs> Connor talking, I'm fast forward. Okay, uh, we have time for this. Sure, low tide question based from yesterday. Who's your GM? Who's on your GM? Mount Rushmore: Glenn Sather, Harry Sinden. Gord Oil. Well, I as much as I hate him personally, and he's dead, so I can't yell at him. Sam Pollock has to be on Mount Rushmore. It just has to. And then after that, Glenn Sather would be for me. I would have Bill Torrey on that, and I would probably have Punch Imlac. But that's off the top of my head. I would have to think about it for a long time. And I do not like Punch Imlac, and I do not like Sam Pollock. I wonder if Sam I Am was written about Sam Pollock. Oh, I do not like that Sam I Am. I used to read that to my kids. Do you like the... Do you like those books? Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Yeah. Green Eggs and Ham. No, I don't like Green Eggs and Hams. Yeah, I like them. I was a cat in the hat kid. What was the one where you can go by boat, you can go... And it was... You might like going in a Zumblese. Was that like Redfish, Bluefish? I can't remember what one it is. Oh, it was Marvin K. Mooney. Will you please go now? Well, this was fun. It's been good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, text us at 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. Bruce McCurdy, next. Low down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's time for an update. It's time for a Sports 1440 update. And your Sports 1440 update brought to you by Mishner Allen Auctioneering. Mishner Allen Auctioneering's next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Make your bids make your bids at info at maauctions.com. Edmonton Oilers news. Defenseman Matthias Ekholm dealing with a minor hip flex injury and may take a few days before he, quote, gets going at training camp, Ken Holland announced. Brad Marchant has been named the captain of the Boston Bruins. The Bruins announced today Marchant, who has spent his entire career with the club, has been named the 27th captain in franchise history. NFL news. Cleveland Browns have signed their former running back, Cream Hunt, to a one-year, $4 million deal after Nick Chubb was officially ruled out for the season following his knee injury on Monday. AJHL action, just one game on the slate tonight after five last night where the Saints picked up a 3-2 win in Drayton Valley. The game on the slate tonight, Sherwood Park Crusaders in Lloydminster to take on the Barons. Puck drop at seven and you can watch it flowhockey.tv. MLB scores around the league. Phillies and Braves tied 4-4 right now in the bottom of the ninth. Twins and Reds, it's 3-2 for Cincinnati in the bottom of the eighth. Orioles up 1-0 on the Astros. Astros, bottom of the third. And the Rangers up 6-4 on the Red Sox in the top of the third. I'm Declan Kruger, and you're up to date. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.